millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Welcome back to Behind the Business Curtain. I am your host, Ryan Hansen. Today we are joined by Chris Reed, who has a phenomenal nonprofit that he is doing amazing things, uh, making good out of something uh, quite devastating. So I look forward to you learning his story and getting plugged in if these are services that you need. Let's do it. Chris, thank you for joining me on the podcast. I look forward to this talk. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am also doing great. It is a beautiful day outside, so I think I'm going to go for a walk with the kids after this. And uh, this is great, man. Um, When I first saw everything that you're doing at Just Remember 88, I was immediately captivated. Um, I appreciate the time that you've spent getting to know each other. So let's get right into it. Um, why don't you tell us the story of who Chris is and uh, how you got into starting such an important nonprofit? And then what do you do yeah. with it? Yeah, of course. Um, so as you already stated, um, Chris Reed. Uh, so my wife and I have actually five children. <laughs> um, Beat me. I've got for- four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're blessed uh to to have to have five children. Um it's definitely a uh a jungle gym, a whirlwind, a tornado <laughs> all at once. Um but a loving a one one that's filled with love, right? Of course. Um and so both my wife and I uh work full-time jobs um and we actually started Just Remember uh, out of a tragic event that, that happened uh, in 2018. So October 31st, Halloween night, mm. um, we had just gotten back from trick-or-treating with the kids. Uh, you know, everybody was taking off their costumes, getting ready for bed. Uh, we always have a tradition where they're able to pick out like five pieces of candy that they can yep. enjoy that night. And then usually, like all Halloween candy, right? It lasts until the next Halloween. Um, Not so, at my house. It lasts a week. <laughs> well, we 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 parse it out a little bit, right? And so, um, our son decided he was a vampire that that year, which required a lot of makeup, um, a lot of hair product, <laughs> and and various things. Um, so he went upstairs to take a shower, um, and um, we hadn't heard from him, so we went to go look. And, um, um, we found that he had, he had fallen in the, uh, 
in the shower um, mm. and he was unresponsive. So, um, you know, myself and um, my mother-in-law was actually in town. Um, we tried to perform CPR until the paramedics and everybody could get there. Um, yeah. And he was rushed to uh, Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. We were living in Nashville at the time. Um, unfortunately, uh, that night at around 1030 uh, p.m. Central, um, our son, who's named after myself um, and effectively or <laughs> affectionately referred to as Jr., uh, passed away. Yeah. So, um, I'm so sorry, man. out of that, yeah. So out of that tragedy, um, my wife and I, we actually, um, we were looking for outlets, you know, we, um, there's a lot that's involved in that process and, um, you know, being a young family ourselves, we had never really dealt with like funeral arrangements or anything like that. And, um, and we weren't really prepared for it. So we've, you know, Googled um, uh, memorial services or yeah. things like that. And um, we found that a lot of the services are centered around, you know, people who are expected to pass away, right? Um, mm. Elderly folks, um, people who, um, you know, have terminal cancer or sure. something like that, where you have, you have the time to kind of prepare or you, you already know that it's, it's happening. Um, you know, all death and, and the way that you deal with the tragedy and grief is, is, um, is, is unique. Um, this one there, we found that there weren't really many services surrounding, um, the loss of children, um, yeah. because, you know, you're, you're not expected to outlive your children. Of course. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's one component of where my wife and I, we were sitting in that room with the funeral director and um, they were showing us, you know, hey, here's some things that you can do um, to memorialize your son. And it's like, you know, 70 year old guys rode, riding motorcycles or like, oh, you yikes. know, <laughs> custom golf balls. Right. And yeah. I'm like, well, <laughs> um, and so I, I found myself in that position saying, well, is there anything centered around kids? And um, I kind of caught her off guard and she said, well, no, there's not. And so. Um, what we did with our family was we started to create um, this unique celebration of life uh, for our son. And she asked the question, you know, how many people are you think are going to be here? And I said, you know, I don't know. We didn't have any family in Nashville. So I said, it could be 10, it could be 50. Um, that, that night we actually packed the, uh, the memorial service. There were over 500 people that showed up. Wow. For, yeah. Um, for our son's services. So, um, Fast forward to the next year, our family relocated back to San Diego, which is where we live now. Um, we're surrounded with our family. We found that in that tragic event, um, it one of the things that we were missing was was being uh, close to our family. So my parents live here, my wife's parents live here, um, and it's just a place that we needed to be in that time. Um, and through that time, what we found is that we were we were struggling with our grief, you know, and the loss and how to deal with that. Um, we attended a bunch of different peer led groups and things like that. And we, another thing that we noticed was that, yeah. um, there weren't really many groups centered around loss of a young child. Yeah. Um, I, I saw myself sitting across from a, a woman who was in tears 
and um, her son had just passed away a few days prior to to joining that group. And, um, you know, I, I, I found myself not really having any uh, sympathy for her, which is like terrible um, because her son was 40 years old when he passed away. And all I could think of in that moment was, man, I wish my son could, could have grown to be 40 years old. Yeah. Um, and so in that moment, my wife and I left that, that particular group and we thought, you know, maybe we need to start something of our own, um, something that is centered around the loss of children, uh, you know, in a certain age range. So we decided on, you know, zero to 18 years old, because that's when your kids are still kids, you know, before you send them off to college. Um, and there's also parents in our community who, um, have even experienced, um, have even experienced, you know, um, miscarriages. Oh, okay. Uh, and things yeah. Like that as well, um, which our family has dealt with <laughs> as well. Uh, and so we've, we've kind of tailored all of these things around that. And so what we do at Just Remember is we provide, uh, we provide support services okay. to families that are grieving the loss of a child between the ages of zero and 18. Um, in addition, and our secondary cause is to provide scholarships and sponsorships to youth sports a- athletes. So Amazing. our son was was yeah. very involved in sports. Um, anytime you saw him when he wasn't uh, when he wasn't goofing off trying to make uh, videos on his iPad, uh, he he had a ball in his hand, whether it's yeah. football, basketball, baseball. I, um, I see pictures so, of Jr. here on the website uh, yeah, wearing yeah. his '88 jersey. Um, so handsome, yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, right at and home so, in uniform. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, that's really what we're doing here. Just remember. Um, so we, we host monthly events with, okay. uh, with licensed and uh, licensed family therapists and then also a uh, psychologist. So we're taking it out of the peer led kind of thing and really yeah. putting doctors and people who have educated experience in this field uh, to tell you how your brain actually deals with grief and then healthy coping mechanisms. You know, yeah. like one of the things that I fell into was, you know, binge eating, right? Uh, I would just go in there and I'd find all these different things and, um, and it was detrimental to my health. Of course. Uh, and so I had to figure out how to cope with that grief and, and have, um, healthy coping mechanisms. And, um, what we found is that a lot of people, they won't, like voluntarily or um, on their own, go and seek these services, or maybe some people aren't in a financial position to be able to do that. Yeah, so what of we course. do is we provide an outlet there um, to allow those people to take advantage of these services. That's amazing, man. Um, so you've got scholarships, you've got professional help. I see toolkits on here, so stuff that folks can read. They yeah. might not be in a place where they're willing to reach out and, like you said, find help, but just to put those resources for free is amazing. So um, I, again, love what you've done. You've turned a terrible situation into something that's benefiting other people. And, uh, and it's just wonderful. It's wonderful. Um, so let's look, uh, let's talk for a minute about the actual business side of things. So for the, the folks here that are might maybe considering opening up their own a nonprofit. I'm sure that there are challenges that you dealt with or that you're currently <laughs> dealing with. Um, yeah. 
let's talk about that. And then afterwards, we can talk about maybe how you're marketing or how you're reaching people, getting in front of the parents that need to see it. But let's start with the business side. Yeah. So um, like I mentioned to you before, uh, both my wife and I, we work full-time jobs. Um, And so starting a business wasn't anything that we had ever really thought about. Yeah. Right. Um, Only crazy people like, do that, by the way. Yeah, right. Right. We're just like, hey, let's do this, you know. And on top of that, let's start a business that doesn't make us any money, right? <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> and so, so what we did was um, we actually took uh, our own money. Um, all of it was was self funded initially, which is probably the most terrible way to start a nonprofit, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And so what we did was, um, we, we took, we took a fund and we put that in and, um, there's a bunch of different things that you have to do. People think that, Hey, a nonprofit is, you know, is really easy and it's, it's really not. Um, so effectively what we did was we got an LLC, right? That's, yeah. that's like step one. You have, you have to have an LLC regardless of if you're a nonprofit, you're a business, right? Yeah. Um, so in order to even apply for that 501c3, which is where you're identified by the, the government and the tax bureaus et cetera, tax. as yeah. yeah, as a charitable organization, um, the initial step is that is that LLC. Um, there's a bunch of different avenues in which you can go to do the LLC. We kind of took the easy way out. Um, <laughs> there's a there's an online service that we just went ahead and paid for um, yeah. to kind of really do the work for us. And I think if you're starting out, um, there's definitely ways that you can do it. If you have the money to spend um, and it's and it's disposable income, so to speak, um, I definitely would recommend getting some experts involved that can help Found walk advice. you and guide you through the, through the process. Yeah. Um, you can definitely do it yourself, but I do think that there are some definite pitfalls um, that you might fall into uh, doing that on your own because, uh, you know, when you pay somebody to do something, um, you can kind of hold them responsible for doing what they're, what you contracted <laughs> them to do. Uh, and so trust and believe that my wife was on the phone nearly every day, um, with the, with the lawyers yeah. that we hired, uh, to go ahead and, and make sure that all of that was, was ticked and tied and that they were doing what we, what we paid them to do. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll second that. Like I've used legal zoom for before, for example, and you like download the forms and you're going through it. And I just realized there's so much that I, and I have an MBA and I'm trying to go through this stuff and I'm like, what? Like, I know what an yeah. LLC is, but trying to, trying to fill that paperwork out, you just realize how much you don't know. And then there's yeah. also the side of like, is the name of the company that I'm picking, is somebody going to come after oh, me man. for intellectual property? And so that's a whole other thing. I totally mirror what you're saying. Like, if you're going to do yeah, it, and you're yeah. committed, get help from somebody who at least mentorship from somebody who knows what they're doing at a minimum and best case scenario, hire somebody whose feet you can hold to the fire. So I dig that. Absolutely. And, and we come, you know, we come, my family has business, right. Um, businesses. And so we come from people who have that knowledge Yeah, and even they were telling us, yeah, just here's what you need to do. Go ahead and just hire somebody. Cause even if you're, if you're working with friends and stuff like that, you know, they always say, you know, mixing business and pleasure, um, it, yeah. it, it doesn't yeah. always go right. Cause if you're, if your friend, you know, steers you in the wrong direction or tells you the wrong thing, you don't want to kind of, um, put that relationship at risk. 
It'll mess so, it'll mess up a friendship. Yep. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, about most it. definitely. Like, hey, you told me to do this, and I wasted this money or this time trying to do this. So, I would I would definitely you know again a personal recommendation if you have the resources to do so, please 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 go ahead and and hire somebody to to set some of that stuff yeah. up for you. Like you mentioned, legal zooms pretty straightforward and if you miss something on a form you know it could be as simple as a period or it could be simple as a you know board of directors or something yep. like that um they will make sure that they're not submitting that information um incomplete right mm-hmm. and if they do then it's their responsibility to rectify the situation yeah yep sound advice um <laughs> so let's talk about uh funding for I mean you you've got scholarships you're yeah. uh you're running it and like how do you find donors is there subscriptions how do you go about that part Yeah so this has been one of the things that um we initially struggled with um both of my wife and I are very prideful people we've never asked anybody for any kind of money yeah. Um, in our, in our life, you know, not even my parents. Um, and so Same. everything yeah. we've, yeah, everything we've done, we've done, you know, on our own, you know, to use the, you know, buy our bootstraps kind of, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, but, but we've done on our own. So, uh, coming into this, one of the things that we ha- kind of had to, um, cut from our, our DNA was that it's a nonprofit and our whole, our whole thing is to ask for help because, if we don't ask for help, then we're unable to help others because there's only right. so much um, disposable income that we have that we can continue to feed into this. Uh, and so one of the things that we had was similar to establishing the LLCs, leverage the contacts that you have. Sure. Um, so, so leverage your base. And what you'll notice is that when you're starting a nonprofit, people are going to want to help. Um, and that's one of the beauties of hear. this particular business, right? Yeah. Um, people are going to want to help you and it could, it, it may not be financial, but maybe somebody that, you know, knows somebody who knows somebody and they can put you in that contact and even or in contact with that person. And even if you're a couple of different layers removed, exploit those relationships, yeah. you know, um, in business, uh, in general, um, it's okay to exploit relationships uh, because business is, is a relationship thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I've noticed that some of the most successful businesses are built. Uh, the, the foundation is relationship. Um, I, I love that you're saying this because <laughs> my, my day job is business development for a software company. So yeah, my business development, like my favorite definition for it is go out, make strategic relationships with people who are constantly getting pitched software ideas. And obviously I do my best to bring them value, whether it's sharing their story on a podcast or connecting them to folks that I know. And, um, so I love it. I like, cause that's all I do. Like, it, how do you yeah. advertise for something like this? It's not like you can take out Facebook ads, like, Hey, are you grieving? <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, I love it. So, so what what we've done personally is we've we've joined different Facebook groups, right? That are in like minded communities as ours. Yeah. Um, so that we can start to build a community, uh, and then once you have the resources, um, you know, the resources like we've we've hired, right? The the licensed 
family therapist, the psychologist, um, and people see that you're doing that, they're going to come and continue to join. And, um, you know, the, the community outreach that we have in, is, is huge. You know, our, we've, we sponsored our son's um, old football team, right? That's great. And yeah. so there's a, there's a direct connection there that people are like, oh my gosh. And so if they were to know somebody, like I'm sure everybody watching this, yourself included, um, knows somebody who's lost a child. Yeah. Right. And so, or is going to, um, you know, it, it, as, as sad as that may seem, there's going to be somebody in your life who's going to lose a child. Um, and you know, now that, right. Hey, there's this, there's this resource out there that, you know, if you're grieving or if you don't know what to do, right. We've put together checklists you're of, not alone. Um, yeah. Yeah. For, for parents. And that's one of our things is, you know, um, is, is just to never give up you know, never forget, just remember. And so we, we always want to make sure that your child is never forgotten. Um, it's going to be for energy bills are rising at a historic rate and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now forever in your memory. Um, yeah. but, but from the business aspect of it, um, <laughs> every single business is, is sales, right? <laughs> I hate, I hate to, I hate to say yep. it like this. Right. Um, but it is what it is, right? Whether you're selling a product, a service, or the services that you're going to be providing in the case of a nonprofit, you have to continually sell that, that product in, um, or service. And if whoever you're selling it to um, doesn't believe in it, then they're not going to either one, buy it or two, invest in it. Yeah. Uh, and so you have to have a compelling reason. So um, I, I hate to say it, but the, the story behind it and you as a person almost, depending on the size of your business, almost means as much as the service or the product that you're providing or selling. Yeah. Um, because the, the person who's buying it, um, they have to believe in you as well, or the person who's investing in it, there has to be some faith as well, and, right? and, and trust going on. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, and so one of the things, if you're looking to start a nonprofit that goes a long way, because you can be a nonprofit, um, without having a 501 C 501 C three, but you just oh, label yourself yeah. as a nonprofit, right? Um, but being 501c3 exempt goes a long way mm -hmm. and that's a process, right? As well. Um, so you have to apply for the status of that. Um, you have to wait again, we hired somebody else out to, to do that for us. Um, but it's a, it's a long process. And luckily, um, we actually got our 501c3 exemption on, um, on our son's birthday. Wow. Um, yeah. It, it's ironically just, just worked out like that. Yeah. And um, after how long, so, how long did that process take? Um, the process took about six to eight months. Oh, wow. Um, That's a uh, longer yeah. than I thought. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was just a little bit lengthier, uh, and again, it's just because there were some things that um, that we had to make sure that we had in order uh, to to have everything aligned. So starting the LLC really quick, yeah. right? Um, the next the next phase of that though is the five hundred one c three. So you have to say, okay, what is your what is your charter? You know, what's your mission? What community are you serving? There's a yeah. there's a laundry list of things because they're not just going to give it to anybody. Um, and there's different stipulations if you're a if you're a religious organization or if you're this or if you're yeah. that. So you have to be very particular in the services that you're providing and what you're providing it for. The the way I explain it to folks that I'm coaching on on starting businesses or if they have questions is the government will very quickly create a new entity that they can tax. And they will very slowly remove you from that list. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah. be prepared. 100%. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. And so uh, one of the other things that we had to learn as part of this process is, uh, is sound bookkeeping, <laughs> um, especially being a nonprofit. Um, you have to make sure that everything is on the up and up. Um, you know, even though you're a nonprofit, that doesn't mean that you don't have to submit tax information, right? You still yeah. have to provide all of that stuff um, on a yearly basis. It's just a different manner. And the things that you have to think about is not only at the federal level, but at your local level as well. Um, oh, so we're yeah. in California, right? And and this, this varies obviously from state to state, but living in California and establishing our nonprofit in California, we have to submit all the forms and the paperwork for California and then also for uh, the federal government as well. Yeah. Fun times. That sounds exciting. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Um, but, but you know, the, the families that we, that we touch and provide services for, um, it, it makes it all worth it. It's yeah. actually helped in our own personal grieving process as, as well. So helping yeah. others get through that, um, is a, is a tremendous, you know, benefit. It, it continues, um, to help push our son's legacy and make sure that he lives on, you know, forever. Yeah. So. And he will, you're doing a great job, man. And this is, this is, uh, I'm really pleased that we met. And I, I think everybody listening to this will agree that, um, just having, knowing that the tool is out there, um, not if, but when it comes up, it's like, Hey, okay. I won't be alone. So, uh, this is great. Um, Anything else that you'd like to add on the business side? Just any bi any bottlenecks that you're currently working through, and then we can move into the speed round. Yeah. So, I mean, um, bottlenecks that we're currently working through is our trademark. So, ah. um, <laughs> so, so one of the things that you will notice if you're if you're in a business or a line of business that um, requires any kind of trademark or copyright. Um, you know, which we not, we aren't necessarily in, but since we have a name of just remember, that's two words that are, that can be very easily put together. Yeah. Um, we wanted to make sure that we move forward with a trademark for that to ensure that, you know, nobody could actually use that, um, in, in their business. And wreck um, your SEO. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and so, uh, that has, has been a trying process. Um, uh, We've been going through our trademark process for about a year and a half now. Um, <laughs> it's it's it is a uh, a labor of love. 
Yeah. Um, and so we've, we hired a law firm out to submit the paperwork for us. Um, one of the things that you have to be leery of is, um, is hiring the right people. Mm. Um, if you're going to contract this work out, um, and, you know, I mentioned earlier on that you can hold other people's feet to the fire. It's important for you. And we made this mistake, but it's important for you to, make sure that you're staying on top of the people who are supposed to be doing that work for you, right? Okay. Even though you're co contracting that work out, you do have to make sure that you're keeping an eye on it. So what we've done is we put calendar reminders now um, to, to check, check in. in with our lawyers yeah. and say, hey, or check in at the, the USPTO um, site, to the, the trademark site to make sure that um, if they sent if they sent a letter to our law firm that they responded to it in an adequate amount of time, because we've actually had to resubmit our trademark because mm -hmm. the lawyers failed to respond to something that was sent because it was sent to a lawyer that was, or a part of the person in the firm who's no longer there. Oh, no. And so it just sat on somebody's desk and da da da. da. So um, it, that's why it's taken so long. But now we're in a position where we're continuing we're continuing to follow up with them on a monthly basis. Good. And so, um, and so everything is moving <laughs> through the course that it should be. So again, yeah. that's one of the things that if you're in that line of business that requires either copyright trademark and one, you're doing it yourself or two, you've hired somebody out. Even if you just hired somebody out, don't just assume that they're going to do the work. And this yeah. is in any line of business, whether you're, <laughs> whether you're, you own the business, you're a manager of the business or whatever it oh, may for be. Sure. <laughs> Don't expect that people are just going to do what they what they're supposed to yeah. do. Unfortunately, I, uh, I I'm a, a home brewer, and so I'm constantly in the like local brewery scene here in Fresno. Yeah. And uh, two different breweries I've watched in the last three years um, chose a name, opened their tap rooms, started brewing, making beer, and they got cease and desist letters like within the first year of existing. And it's like it was it'll be random. It's like a brewery in New York had a specific beer named what this whole brewery was called, but they had yeah. some kind of like, I don't know if it was a trademark or how those things work, but they got, they, they won it. And so two different breweries have had to change their names, which is like, it super sucks because you just launched, you're trying to get, uh, you know, traction name recognition and they had to start fresh with a new name. And it's like, Oh, all that, all that marketing, that marketing budget and everything is just, you throw that in the trash yep. and you got to reset. Yeah. 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 I completely so, get it. It's very back to the advice of pick somebody who knows what they're doing and follow through that. I actually, I listened to a fascinating podcast. I've recommended this to multiple people, but, uh, there's a podcast I listened to called beer and brewing or uh, beer and business. And they have an episode probably two months ago that was like uh, everything you need to know about intellectual property. And it was fascinating listen. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool, yeah, man. Awesome. All right. Uh, I want to respect your time. So let's move into the speed round. So uh, what is one thing that business people and entrepreneurs do that they need to stop wasting time on? Oh, man. Um <laughs> I would say worrying too much about, about, you know, the future and living more in the now. Yeah. Um, I, I put a plan together and, you know, you, you put together your short-term and your long-term plans. Sure. And I think of them similar to, 
to like my short-term and my long-term investments when it comes to my portfolio. Okay. Right. If I'm looking at the stock market every single day and I'm seeing that Tesla's down 5% today, right? (laughs) And I'm not zooming out and looking at the larger picture and seeing that, oh, well, year to date, it's up 32%. I'm going to constantly be in my head about about everything. Yes. And so... So really taking time to, to zoom out mm-hmm. on that chart and zoom out and, and think that, Hey, I may have had a setback today, but you know, in the, in the overall view of things, I'm doing pretty well. Right. And not getting too down on yourself for, for, yeah. um, <laughs> for downturns. Sound advice, uh, step out and take a look at the big picture every once in a while. <laughs> It'll do you good. Uh, next question. What is one thing that you hate doing, but you have to do anyway for the business? Accounting, Ah. (laughs) accounting, you know, we, we deal with a lot. Um, so our donors, um, are, are very charitable. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they, they are, they provide a lot to us. Um, and especially in a nonprofit, every penny in and penny out needs to be accounted for. Yep. Um, you know, if it's buying staples for a, (laughs) for, for something. So one of the things that I would recommend is invest in some sort of bookkeeping software, whether it's QuickBooks or whatever. I'm sure you have a a link or something that you can provide to people, but, uh, but yeah, definitely invest in, in some sort of bookkeeping software. It'll go a long way from you trying to do it yourself in Excel um, but Good call. even, even then I still hate doing it. Yeah. Well, ideally, uh, are you going to try and do this full time eventually? Or is that, is something that you're going to keep on the side? You know, I, I'd love to pour our, our entire, um, time into this. I think it can grow exponentially if we had the opportunity to do so. So, you know, down the road, um, I think that's, that's where we'll eventually go. Um, you know, having little just remember offices yeah. all throughout the country, um, and, and providing these services all across the all across the country. I love it, and hopefully by then you'll be able to just get a CFO who can handle all the finances for you. So, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So you personally, how do you take in new information? Books, podcasts, audiobooks. Yeah. So I've um, been reading a few different books lately. Um, I just got into audiobooks, which I'll tell you are a huge time saver because I can listen to an audiobook while I'm doing other things. And I yeah. can read a when I'm reading a book, I have to sit there and focus on the text of the book. But Imagine you can that. consume information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. can consume information um while you're doing that. Um a couple of things that I've taken in recently is um Virgil Abloh um who recently passed away. He was a, the, at once the creative director for Louis Vuitton. Um, oh, he cool. had a brand. Yeah. He had a brand called off white. Um, these are some of his shoes actually up here that he did as a collaboration with Nike. Sweet. Um, he's, he's one person that I really look to for information. He actually put up a website is a Virgil slash free game. Um, where he nice. basically put, a blueprint of, you know, starting, um, like a textile business from, from scratch, you know, um, Hold on. Say, say that address again. I'm going to look it up yeah. again. So it's, it's virgilablo.com slash free game. 
Um, and ABLO is A-B-L-O-H, I think. Oh, I'm glad you said that. Okay, and I can I can link this down below because I, well, I'll have to, anyway, send me the link later. <laughs> I'll, I'll add it to the show the notes because... But he has, uh, a, yeah. he has a bunch of he has a bunch of videos on there. Um, he has a bunch of things like you know, um, if if you have if you have people who are listening to this who are interested in a clothing business or brand, right? Yeah. Um, the best blank T-shirts to buy and like a you, bunch of you different. You won't stuff, believe but- this, but I I also do uh, branding and marketing, and I go. was talking to a customer last night who wants to start an accessory like. Think uh, RVCA comparable, different target yeah. audience, different look. But I'm like, I, I've never done that. So you bringing this up is like, it couldn't be any better. <laughs> so good. Cool. Yeah. Uh. So so that's that's one that I've, I've utilized as well um, because he, he did this series before he passed away. And, um, and it's literally free game. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Perfect. So take advantage of, of all those resources. I love it. All right. So to wrap this up, last question, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you if they want to know more? Um, what social platform do you hang out on? How do, get, how do they get engaged? Yeah. So uh, justremember88.com yep. is our website. Um, on there, there is a button to donate if you feel so obliged to support the cause. Um, it's 100%, you know, tax deductible. Um, since we are a 501c3, you'll get yep. a receipt and uh, um, all of the tax documentation that you need. Um, we're most active on Facebook. Um, okay. So it, it's just remember on on Facebook. Um, you can just look it up. Um, you can you can join our community and our, our page. Um, we have an Instagram as well. Just remember 88. Um, and so you can you can follow us on there, um, but yeah, we're we're really um, excited about what we're doing. We're hosting our first um, gala uh, this upcoming year. In oh, congratulations! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're excited about that. We've already started planning it. It's in it's in October 2022. So maybe yeah. we'll have a revisit, and I'll let you know how. <laughs> some of the pitfalls or whatever it may be of, of, uh, setting up a, a charity gala. Yeah. Um, well, we do marketing that, for a lot of nonprofits and it is not easy. So I'm, yeah, I'm familiar yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been a learning experience here, especially, um, our, our small team that we have and, um, and knowledge or lack thereof of uh, yeah. setting all of that up with vendors and things like that. But yeah, um, if if you do have any kind of request or information that you need, um, I can be reached personally at cj at justremember88.com. Um, if you have any general inquiries, um, you can send those to info at justremember, justremember88.com. Perfect. All of those links will be below. This is great. <laughs> any parting words before I let you go? Um, the only thing that I'd have to say is, uh, is if you're hesitant about starting a business, um, whether it be again, a t-shirt business, whether it be a marketing company, whether it be a nonprofit, um, my best advice would be, you know, I'm a, I'm a Nike guy, just do it. Right. Um, you, you know, you're never going to say, 
um, oh, I shouldn't have started that business, right? <laughs> but you will probably always say, I wish I would have started that business. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so if anything, even if it, even if it fails and falls flat on its face, um, one of the things that I always told my son um, was you never lose, right? You either win or you learn. Yeah. And so yeah. you take those learning experiences, you build off of that, and you use those as stepping stones to succeed in your next endeavor. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. And uh, I very much appreciate your time. I love what you guys are up to. It's super valuable. And I, I truly hope the best for you. And let's stay in touch for sure. Um, yeah, of course. Thanks, thanks Ryan. Thanks for your time. My pleasure. So folks, that is it. I will catch you after Christmas. So Merry Christmas to everybody out there. That's it for today. And uh, we'll catch you next time. This episode of Behind the Business Curtain is brought to you by Build Online. Build Online is your one-stop shop for web development and mobile app design, and they're ready to bring your app idea to life. Their process starts with a one-day in-person blueprint meeting where they get clear on your goal and vision for the project, and it ends with an MVP app that's ready to launch and market. Build Online offers you access to a full team of developers and designers, along with a dedicated project manager that will own your vision for the project and give you weekly updates, so you're never in the dark. At Build Online, they don't do project-based billing or long-term contracts. You just review the completed work and pay an invoice every two weeks, avoiding the traditional money pit model that may have bitten you in the past. Book a call with me at buildonline.io, and we can figure out a plan to bring your app idea to life.